Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Live it like you love it, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. West Ham got a wonderful win, and so did Newcastle United. It's Monday, 6th of December. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Vidishna Hantaraja, and I'm Luke Moore. Welcome, everybody. The start of the working week is underway. The football rambles in your ears. What more could you want? But hello, Lord Banter himself is back. It's Luke Moore. That's the worst intro ever. <laughs> Why would you call me that? Give us some banter. Go on. <laughs> There's no banter. You told here. us the other day that you want us to start referring to you like that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Lord it's Banter. True. I'm actually going to stand like Lord Buckethead at the election. <laughs> yeah, Lord yeah, yeah. Banter, yeah. How yeah. are you, pal? Pretty well, thanks. You mm-hmm. okay? You're well refreshed. I've enjoyed the show since I've been away. I've been doing great. Yeah. But I've still felt the need to come back. There's the banter. <laughs> there it is. You see? It's always lurking. Don't do that after everything I'll say. Please. <laughs> Please don't do that after everything I'll say. After every odd one. Okay. Yeah. We'll, uh, talk about, we'll talk about this later. Speaking of odd ones, Vish, you keeping well? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing very well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm glad, glad to be back in the presence of Lukey Moore. Mm-hmm. It yeah. feels like a warm hug without actually getting a hug. Uh-huh. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Before COVID, COVID, I would give you hugs whenever you wanted them. Yeah. And before we had an HR department as but well. Only if you wanted them. I can't <laughs> stress that enough. Yes, hence we got that department. Yeah. Knows I'd, <laughs> I'd say no. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, some lovely, uh, delicious 
Premier League action to get our teeth into. We got to start with West Ham 3, Chelsea 2. What a win for David Moyes. Have we ever seen him this happy? He was beaming after the match, Vish. I'm losing. I'm getting choked up here. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's emotional for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't seen him as happy as he was when Masuaku's goal went in. Oh. And because it was, you know, he didn't even do that. You know, sometimes managers try and play it too cool and they're like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm zen. Yeah. I'm fucking zen yeah. over here. You like it? A lot of people don't like it when managers don't celebrate goals. I don't, I don't mind. If, you're, if they're clearly suppressing something, fine. I, I get the idea that, like, you know, right after you've scored, especially as late as that, you might want to reorganise everyone. But or, he, he, he was really lost in the moment, wasn't yeah. he? But some managers just do the old notepad and they start writing stuff in the notepad where everything around them is chaos. <laughs> Benitez irritates me a little bit. I mean, oh, the best thing of Benitez well was when he pissed off Sam Allardyce by going, finished. Yeah. That was brilliant. <laughs> the free kick, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But the, yeah, no, it was, um, it was great. Yeah. I, I, Thoroughly enjoyed this game. It Brilliant was game. A perfect weekend opener, wasn't it? And, well, and when the when the weekend starts like that, you just feel like anything's possible. Yeah, you just like, right. I'm gonna go on <laughs> to the early yeah. to the early doors. Uh-huh. Yeah. You did, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. seven a.m. You resurfaced on Sunday. You don't yeah. have to put that. Out there. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Just because he's a Lord oh, Banter, you'll proud, show off in front of proud him. Proud of it earlier, wasn't he? Proud <laughs> of it earlier, not now. Lord Banter, Lord Binger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you were you were on a stag do. I was. Yeah. Stag, yeah. stag, stag. Yeah, the the wedding that you and Jim thought wouldn't last, well, it's lasted a couple of months. So much yeah. so, he's yeah. had another one. He's had another stag do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, sh- he's showing off, really, having yeah. a stag do. But basically, after the but very much that we actually met in a pub and this game was on in the background. Oh, what a way to and, start and the it, stag. Yeah, but it was, it was brilliant. Yeah, uh-huh. I really enjoyed And another one, another game to add mm. to the very, very recent collection of great atmospheres at the London Stadium. But it's, yeah, it's, it can it's, be done. It's been flipped, totally flipped. Yeah. It's been completely flipped. And what I liked about this game is that obviously West Ham went 2 1 down. And we've and a lot has been made of how West Ham have found their mojo. They know what they're doing. Everyone knows their jobs. They play in this way. It's great. But actually, what Moyes also brings is a good bit of steel, a good bit of never say die attitude. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people fancy Chelsea for the title this year. Mm-hmm. They're the Champions League winners and all the rest of it. For West Ham to show enough, mm-hmm. and I think obviously it came at the expense of a mistake or two by from 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 the Chelsea goalkeeper. But for them to still be in the race, still be in the hunt. Nothing. If, if they had lost that game at home two one to Chelsea, that wouldn't have dampened West Ham fan spirits. Because like, it's, I know, I know that it's a rivalry game, and I know they want to win. But Chelsea are a really good team. It's like, okay, what's next? But for them to turn that around and to get a win, incredible, incredible scenes, incredible atmosphere. Um, although I did say I heard so, I, I, would, I would say this. I heard someone on the radio over the weekend saying, um, lamenting the fact that it wasn't at the Bolin. Still. <laughs> Still. <laughs> uh, that, that will be always be the case. You'll probably have find Manchester City fans will say that about... Uh, Main Road. About Main Road. If, if Everton ever moved ground, I believe that But it's just happening. quite a pointless in the say, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe. Let them have it. Yeah, I, I didn't do anything about it, Marcus. I let him have it. <laughs> it's the just... West Ham way. Yeah. <laughs> Surely they should rename the road. I mean, if they have... Well, forgive me if I've missed a trick, but West Ham way. Yeah. And then, they, and then they've finally that's they've got it. Surely they should name a road <laughs> near their stadium to outwardly take the piss out of themselves for everyone that can see it. Mm. Yeah, I do, well, I, Famously good at laughing at themselves. What <laughs> football fans? Yeah. Enjoy yeah. your win. You're not getting any credit from us. Fair enough. <laughs> Forgive me. I'm I'm talking to Lord Banter rather than West Ham fans, so I got to that's lost. No way to talk, talk to Vic. <laughs> Uh, but Lord Binger, your Lord. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Moyes, Moyes though, it, it, he he does. Uh, what, when a team goes on a run like this, and and there's usually a team uh, every season where the neutrals kind of get behind, mm. and then when they kind of get, they either get found out or the manager gets a bit too big for his boots and so on. I think Moyes, 
I think he's got that right temperament. I hope he doesn't get too happy, though, Fish, because we know that we do like a little bit of melancholy in there with David. Well, is that because he get carried away? Yeah. <laughs> Not really likely, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Famously up himself. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, though, you look at the teams they've beaten this season. Liverpool, Chelsea, Manchester United, Manchester City... Spurs and Leicester, who have both done well to get on that list. <laughs> so many United, to be fair. <laughs> but that's impressive. It's very impressive. I, I think we saw a snapshot of of what they of certainly how they approach these big games on the weekend. Obviously, because that was a big game, so it was a bit more than a snapshot. But I actually didn't think they started particularly well or wisely. Actually, I've seen I've covered mm. a bit of West Ham over the last eighteen months, and the one thing you notice is that they often start a game like that where they they want to sit back and they. They see what yeah. the other team are offering them and then they try and yeah. hit them on the break in some way. And, and they do it against a variety of teams. They don't necessarily need to be, you know, as it was when this game started, the, mm. you know, the league leaders. Um, but what I was really impressed with was they clearly got into got into half-time 2-1 down and thought... Yeah, these right, are pretty good, these. Yeah, no, but these are pretty good. But also, <laughs> but also that actually, we, we can get at them if we try a bit more, if we push ourselves a bit more. And what you notice, well, certainly what I noticed in the second half was that they were... Happy to be more advanced, they were throwing mm-hmm. bodies forward. You know, a couple of those, a couple of the opportunities anyway came from actually having uh, runners from deep. And one of them, who Luke, I know you're a big fan of, Jared Bowen, is um, I, I think that was his best game for a while actually mm. yesterday. Certainly that second half. His, he, his goal scoring record isn't great. It's not, it's certainly not this season either. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. But the way he was playing though, I mean, one or two people were touting him maybe for an England call up. I just thought, well, let's just let this breathe for a yeah. bit. You know, let's not. Uh... He's, he's quite different to the other wide players that I suppose England have, but, you know, generally the inverted wingers that you see at the moment, they, they mm-hmm. tend to love dribbling. He seems to really like arriving late and, and shooting. He's quite. He seems a bit more direct. Very direct, very dynamic, very positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, different to <clears> some <throat> of the other boys, Luke. Yeah, I think he is. I think he does offer you a different kind of. Um, Different kind of offers an opposition defence a different type of challenge. I'd like to see him looked at. I mean, look, we're living in an era of um, where the England manager looks at lots of different players for lots of different reasons. I don't see why Jared Bowen should be excluded from that. Um, I, I, picking up on what Vish was saying there, really, in, I think he's absolutely right. And it's also probably quite interesting to draw a juxtaposition between how West Ham approached that after going behind and how maybe Crystal Palace approached the game at Old Trafford, which I know we'll come on to. Mm. We don't jump ahead, but to me, Different situation, but fairly similar challenges. And I'm sure we'll be asking the question later in the show whether Crystal Palace game may not have perhaps a bit too much respect. Didn't feel like they wanted to be brave enough. I know certainly Patrick Vieira felt so. <coughs> David Moyes wouldn't have to say that about his team <coughs> because they, they didn't know when they were beaten. They stick at it. They've done well <coughs> so far this season. We haven't mentioned the fact they're still doing pretty well in Europe as well, which is not an easy thing to do. It's easy enough to, to kind of forget about all that when they keep picking up enough points to get through their group and all the rest of it. But actually, you know, if West Ham would... Uh, absolutely totaled their Europa League group people be saying well you know it can happen they haven't done that either they've no. been, they've maintained the momentum despite having to make changes so they've done brilliantly well uh, I thought Mendy had a, you know obviously had a pour out the office um, it was a kind of bizarre goal um, well, the, the, for the penalty yeah yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, the penalty was mad and the oh, goal well, was yeah, mad yeah, the, 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 yeah. two, there was two goal incidents which were completely mm. not something you would associate with Ed by Mendy at all because he's been very reliable since no. he's been there well, he was the goalkeeper of the, the year was he at the, he's the a fantastic Ballon goalkeeper but yeah. it's, it's funny what you say about the, sort of the half time and the change around because when Mason Mount stuffs that one in yeah. just before half time the control be, of that Beautiful, it's incredible. But you, that can be so demoralising for a team like for for, for a, uh, an inferior side because Chelsea, European champions, you know, among the favourites for, for the league. Title. Especially that kind of goal as well. That's what I mean. Because yeah. it's conceded just before half time. You battle back. You get a bit of luck to go with one all, mm. and then a few minutes later, just on half time, 
pull out something like that and you just go, ah, oh, for yeah, they've got that quality. That was a better goal than um, than anyone gave it credit for as well. I know people said it was a good goal, but, you know, I remember when, when we were kids being coached playing football, mm-hmm. when you get the opportunity like that, don't try and hit it too hard. And, and you see so many players in the very top level Right, I'm going to smash the lever off that, mm, and it's yeah. either going to fly in off the bar or it's going to go out the stand. Yeah. He controlled it so well, picked his spot, saw a tiny gap. Now I know that realistically he's not going to be able to laser focus it that accurately, and maybe he's got a little bit of luck to squeeze it in there. Mm-hmm. But the way he controlled it, the way he didn't panic, the, yeah, the fairly long time to think about it as well. Technically, very, very good that goal. And also because he's using his side foot, his margin for error is so much smaller than if yeah. he tries to lace it. Yeah, you lace it, you're, just, you're hitting it hard and low, basically, yeah. if you can. Get well, the Maxwell Cornet is disagreeing with both of you. The fact you could pick one out yeah. <laughs> makes me realise it doesn't happen that often. But, <laughs> but, but, but the penalty was bizarre. The, the Masuaku goal was was straight. It's like he's, it's like Mendy, for no mm. real reason, saw it late. And you see, you see when goalkeepers see a strike late, it's perhaps because it comes from a central area for a group of players. Mm-hmm. It didn't re- From memory, I may be wrong, but it didn't really seem to do that, but it still caught him out. Yeah, he said on Twitter, so was it a cross or a shot? Hint, I was as surprised as you. That's um, well, not, that's a hint. Welcome, not Mendy, though, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I should have said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, Mendy replied, so I was also quite surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Masuaku said that on, uh, on, on Twitter, so it was... Across, it's not a hint, is it? That's just the answer. Yeah, well, which, is, which, which is good that mm. he told us because some people, oh, yeah. Jesse Lingard commented, "Shot, bro!" with two flame emojis on his Instagram post. Once a hammer, always a hammer. Yeah, I would say to that. It's very on brand for Jesse Lingard. Very on brand. Yeah. Uh, it, it, no, he's on social media. Chaps, have you said? I heard that reports say that West Ham, uh, along with Everton, uh, are trying to get Eden Hazard um, and Real Real Madrid are ready to accept the twenty-one million pound deal. He's a good player, Vish. Still, he's not. He's not, though, is he? Yeah, he was a great player. Now he's a good player. Yeah, but one of the things we've seen from Real Madrid is evidently all the knocks and blows that he had from playing in the Premier League Mm. is taking its toll now. Why would you buy? I, for one, definitely think it's the right thing for Everton to do. Yeah. <laughs> They're exactly what they need. Want someone to scrap. Can you just get, bump his wages up as much as possible as yes, well? Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We've, got, we've got Everton and Newcastle on the phone, have we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Newcastle, definitely. Yeah. That's very scary. Just going. imagine like an Everton team meeting for the whole decision makers at the club and Benitez and all the, everyone else. Right, um, I, I've got an idea. To, I've got an idea. I know what we need to do. Yeah. All right, what is it? It's a player. Okay. Aiden Hazard, get mm. out, <laughs> get out. Hazard on we one side, to... Coutinho on the other. <laughs> yeah, we need, we need <laughs> maybe someone... Mario Balotelli up top. Bring Hamez back. <laughs> we, need, we, need, we need someone who's sturdy at the back. Someone with a sturdy backside. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Aiden Hazard. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's definitely going to go to Newcastle, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's I, that... I, I think he'd work really well off Coutinho. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. it's all there. Uh, speaking of which, Newcastle got their first league win of the season. It's happened. Um, according to reports, the team did a lap of honour around the stadium applauding the fans. Is that going to happen every time? It's a bit of a John Pantsell moment for Newcastle United. People got vexed about this and it's kind of like the, the, the kind of sneery... Sneery. Sneery, sneery Southerners. I'm That's looking, what no, it was. No, it's not Southerners. It's oh, the press. It's you're, you're the only serial sneer here, mate. Yeah. How dare you? you? Are. You are both quite sneery, but at, this, but at the moment I'm mm. focusing on Vish, if that's okay. You're sneery, but in a more kind of obvious way. Yeah. You hide in plain sight. Lead into it. Yeah. Lead into yeah. it. You're more Southern than Vish and I, though. People will spend a lot of time saying, that is very true. People <laughs> spend a lot of time saying, you know, well, players should um, 
acknowledge the fans not a lot more, treat them with respect, you know. <laughs> oh, the, the players, I don't go off, they don't thank the fans enough. And then Newcastle fans do, no, not like that. <laughs> not like that. No, no, that's wrong. That's yeah, but that's what much. I mean. Like John Pat, I used to love it at Fulham when he did the old lap of honour. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, if you beat 3 0, it's a bit poor. Build Imagine. it into a warm down. <laughs> Build it into a warm down. Imagine warm if he pulled down. a muscle running around. <laughs> yeah, they've got to do a warm down anyway. That's, they can only do it post Andy Carroll, yeah. Newcastle United, you understand. I understand that, you know, to, to, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm going to both sides this, which is really my style, but if I'm going to both sides this, help me out out if I mm. get this wrong so mm-hmm. I'm not really do this very often um, I can see why people think it's a little over the top right on the other hand you know it mm-hmm. felt to me like a certain part of the media was waiting for something like this to happen so they could immediately jump on it and go oh isn't this embarrassing the bottom line is they won a game it's the mm. first win of the season the goal was really well taken under a new regime Newcastle fans are rightly credited mm-hmm. for how loyal they are and how much <clears> they, you know, they've, they've gone through the mill there are problems with the new owner. We don't need to go into that now. Again, over 51,000 again in St. James's Park for a home game against Burnley. Mm-hmm. Not many clubs can say they can do that. And they won the game and the players liked it and the fans liked it. Don't worry about it. There, mm. there are worse things about the club, let alone about football, than that. Yeah, it's very true. And and I, I know what you mean. So I, I didn't I, even I, both sides it. I just put it back <laughs> on my own side yeah. again. That's <laughs> yeah, impossible. But, but they, did, they did say that, you know, they talked about the fans, you know, really helping them through thick and thin and, 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 and so on and so forth. I, I, think, I think it's fine, Vish. Just don't do it every every win. No, do it, do it every win. No, do it, yeah. Well, actually, do you know really what? Really But the other yeah. thing is, though, that people forget that actually, if, if you're trying to build something, say Eddie Howe's trying to get the fans going and say, right, come on, we're trying to establish something here. People may well forget that when Jurgen Klopp first took over at Liverpool, they got a late deflected equaliser at home. I think it was... West Brom? Yes, to yeah. all. And he did that thing, you know, where they, they lift the old, their hands yeah, yeah, and the yeah. fist pumps. And he yeah. was... And it was clearly people were just a bit like, what the hell's going on? But you're trying to sort of build something. That was probably... And where is he now? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All I'm you do saying, that and you're labelled a European champion. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying, Vish, is I think that that squad at Newcastle mm. could afford to chip in what would be for them a derisory mm. amount of money. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't even notice and they could have a plane with a banner going over every game. Yes, exactly. Saying what? Like, well done. Win again. Well done us. Win again. <laughs> We're the best. <laughs> Win again. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and if, it, if they don't win, just call them last last minute. So we don't need the money back, but we don't don't put it up today. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't mind it. Yeah, I mean, for all the reasons you said. Yeah, it's, it's quite an easy way of building that camaraderie and, and team mm-hmm. spirit, or certainly that spirit between the team and the <clears throat> and the fans. And I, I would quite like it if if when they did lose, rather than play, they had to go out like, look, I'm I'm. So yeah. terribly yeah, sorry. Because yeah. Dortmund used to do that and it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Like, they'd be trying to reason with them. Be like, you. But I also, I love the Callum Wilson goal because, you know, maybe this is a mere mortal speaking rather than a top professional athlete, but like, the keeper's Are nowhere. Are you both siding this again? No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> the keeper's nowhere. Lots of people would be like, oh, fucking hell, the keeper's gone out. He's like, yeah, there's no keeper yeah, in the goal. And and obviously what happens is defenders pile back onto the line and he and he picked his spot brilliantly mm-hmm. and didn't panic or anything like that. I know he's a top-level striker, but it was just nice to see because, mm-hmm. um, was it Diogo Jota? Had a amazing oh, chance to score yeah. and, and didn't actually do that. So it's maybe a little bit harder than it he's looks. He's a great striker, Wilson. He's I mean, perhaps a touch underrated, maybe. I don't know. It won't be by the Newcastle fans, I wouldn't have thought, but he's he's, he's pretty lethal. Scores goals in a side, you know. He scores goals in a, under Steve Bruce in a side that wasn't yeah. exactly throwing men forward, were they? Um, do you think he's a bit underappreciated generally? I do. I, I think it might be because of his stature, and also he he's one of the few traditional out and out strikers at yeah. the moment. And I think when you label someone like that, the, the connotation is that they don't do the other stuff around it. But but he does. He's got an incredible touch mm-hmm. and really good awareness of where people are around him. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I think, yeah, I think. I mean, he's underrated. Too. I mean, he he makes England squads, doesn't he? I know he every can, now and then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's about that's about his level. He's been one of the better signings for them in, um, in he, a while. Yeah, yeah he also doesn't give um, he doesn't give defenders a moment's peace. He's no. very hustle and bustle, and I think that might be. I mean, you know, if you look at. When he was what twenty, twenty one, he's playing on loan at Tamworth. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. in the conference. Oh, he's so, he's, uh, he's he's so he's, he's pushed his way stripes. through, and he's come up through the championship and all the yeah. rest of it. And 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 he of all you know of all players will benefit most with old Eddie Howe joining there because obviously knows how to. Is use that his him. name that old Eddie Howe? That seems unfair. Well, we yeah. have to say his full name because if you just I mean Howe knows how to use him, it doesn't sound quite right. No, does if it? you say old Edward Howe, <laughs> it sounds, it sounds, it sounds like he was prime minister in like the eighteenth century. Yeah. Edmund Howe. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you expect when you picture him. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, if it goes well, don't be surprised if we see Newcastle Howl Nail. Oh, God. <laughs> Eddie Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to see but, him call himself Old Edmund Howe and wear a ruff <laughs> and have like a big moustache and those big chopper No, but, but I, I think he should be Old Edmund Howe, but he should dress like a child and like, you know, little sandals and then, you know, like, like putting a, his socks up to his a Victorian, knees. A Victorian <laughs> yeah. aristocratic child. Yeah. And that yeah. little short. It's not going to happen. Edmund Howe the Younger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, he's, he's a tracksuit manager. This is not going to happen. Well, so we're I think under we the tracksuit. We're under the tracksuit. Well, that's we can do, we can only imagine. And, and, and <laughs> I rip it off when the Newcastle players are doing their. <laughs> yeah, of actually, but when they do when they do the lack of honour, yeah. he can he can skip along the advertising audience with a little stick. Yeah, <laughs> just, just right. rattling it. Would you like him with a pipe? <laughs> See him with a pipe. I think a pipe. Little yeah. rattle. <laughs> yeah, pipe and tobacco yeah. with the rattle. Yeah. yeah, there we are. You see, it yeah. makes it. Newcastle. Well done indeed. But you say Wilson's been one of their better signings. Well. About Joel Linton, because Newcastle fans are now singing to the tune of She's Electric by Oasis. He's Brazilian. He only costs 40 million. We think he's in brilliant. It's Joel Linton. You can say fucking if you want. No, no, yeah. no. No, okay. no. You can say, no, say fucking. Yeah, no. We have done. Yeah, yeah you both have said it, so that's fine. Um, but that's that's what they sing. That's what they, it's a turnaround, you've got yeah. to say. What do we think of Burnley? Are you worried about them, Vish? I mean, no, because I feel like you you never have to be worried about Burnley. They'll always flirt in this way and then and kind of come out. I, I I don't know about pound for pound that they're worse than Watford. And Watford the pro- the problem I, the, pro- the problem I have is that um, you know Sean Dyche doing that thing in his shirt sleeves in the snow had real mm. long late stage capitalism vibes. Mm-hmm. It start might right. it start might might start late be, stage capitalism, which just means it's all about to fall apart around him. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be uh, it might be they've only won one game out of fourteen. This is the thing. People forget. Yeah. It's not mentioned enough. Mm-hmm. Look, okay, they're third bottom. They're three points from safety. It's Burnley. They'll always be fine. Yeah. All these narratives exist in football fans' heads. Mm-hmm. They've won one game this year. Put it in perspective. If they carry on in this way, they are going to win less than three games this season. Yeah, and also that's not enough to stand the Premier League. If it's late stage no, capitalism, no. then there's a Marxist insurgency once again. Is that right? Yes. Just on, around the corner. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I've got, to be very, <laughs> got to be very careful. You have got always, well, you always got to be careful. Do you wish Sean Dice is around? But the, the, the thing that they would have relied on is the fact that, you know, certainly before the stacking of Bruce, and we can chuck, chuck in the sack of Farker as well, that they were probably comforted by the fact that they were, they were definitely two yes. teams worse than them. Two teams worse than them who are now level on points with them as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that is it's going to be a. It will be tricky yeah. because, as we say, that you know there have been teams before in 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 the Premier League where you think, oh, they they always just manage. I think we mentioned Coventry, you know, in the nineties. Oh, they always just manage. Oh, yeah. They're always down but there. But at some yeah. point, Southampton are the same. It's yeah. about impetus, though, as well. You have got mm-hmm. a factor in impetus. Well, Newcastle have got this new ownership and this new manager. Could that give them impetus? Perhaps Norwich have got a new manager. Could that give them impetus? Perhaps. Yeah, well, Burnley, it, has. That, it has. Yeah, but is it going to be enough? Well, yeah. Burnley, Burnley don't have anything, any of that really. Mm. They've got West Ham up next as well. Yeah, exactly. The Claret and Blue Derby. Mm. All right, everybody, let's have a quick break. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. London is blue. And when the third goal went in, I was simply purring. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Good to have you with us. All right, let's see how we got on in Betway's 4-2 score. Entry to Betway's 4-2 score is free each week. Pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the £50,000 jackpot, which, of course, is weekly. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. In game one, Leeds United versus Brentford. Jim picked Daniel James. It was Tyler Roberts. Game two, Manchester United versus Crystal Palace. And he picked Cristiano Ronaldo. It was, of course, and obviously Fred. <laughs> game three, Spurs versus Norwich City. Pete picked Timo Pukki. He should have probably scored first, but he didn't. Lucas Moura did. Smashed one in. And in game four, Aston Villa versus Leicester City. I picked Ollie Watkins. It was, of course, a delightful little goal by Harvey Barnes. We'll be back for another round of four to score on the previous show this Friday. Nil Poir. Mm. Well, I mean, you've got to get four to get a point. You Some know, lovely so. goals among that lot, by the way. Lovely goals among yeah. that lot. But again, it shows you just how difficult this ruddy well is, Vish. You shouldn't be so blasé with your attitude. Okay, <laughs> it's time I, for I some emails. I didn't pick one. <laughs> I'm fucking annoying, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Still got 30 seconds yeah, off yeah. to go, in it? <laughs> don't speak or don't talk over it. I'll play it again. It's time for email. You make a deal. You <laughs> make it. Is that what that was? <laughs> You make a deal with the yeah. devil. Yeah. The devil will never forget. Listen, what he's talking about with your blouse actually, you said you didn't even pick one. Maybe if you stepped up, puffed your chest out, showed a bit of leadership, we wouldn't be in this mess. Oh, Is that what you meant, Marcus? I've read between the lines. Ah, uh, why not? Yeah, hey. yeah. Anyway, I've got an email from Hadley <laughs> Wright in Cambridge, Massachusetts. My daughter was born 17 days ago. Congratulations, Hadley. Whee. Well done. Lovely Go time. On, Hadley. Yeah. 
I found myself up in the middle of the night trying to comfort her and get her to sleep. I thought to myself, I should try and sing to her. After singing Rockabye Baby, a classic, yeah. and realising that it's a strange song to sing to children, I, I, I need to go back through that song. Yeah. I didn't realise. I was at a loss as to what to sing next. Enter the football ramble jingles. They're yeah. constantly in my head, so now my daughter gets to hear from them daily. She seems to respond well to the sea shanty, uh, but seems to enjoy all except when I forget the words after vishing a kebab shop and stop singing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you should be... Hadley, it's really kind of you to listen and congratulations on the new addition to your family. It's problematic mm-hmm. to have your, da- your daughter being that young listening to Pete. Just generally. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's Planting their bad. seeds. Planting the seeds. Yeah. You can still go to a kebab shop when you're, you know, when you're... In a fit state of mind. Well, you you tell something you're convincing us yourself that, of that yourself. Though. Well, I've been through this. I'm an Uber yeah. Eats chaser. Yeah, but, it's um... true. <laughs> it's, that's the buzz. That's yeah. the buzz. That's the point break type buzz. <laughs> <laughs> it? Is Rockabye Baby a bad song? Rockabye, yeah. From the treetop, when the wind like, blows oh, the crater will yeah. drop. Shit. Yeah, mm. it's pretty sinister. Cancel like, it. Like Ring um, a Ring of Roses. We can yeah. cancel it, yeah. Um, but what we can, can do. Cancel it. <laughs> Just stop singing it. If Hadley joins the Patreon, maybe yeah. we'll um, do him some extra songs. <laughs> <laughs> and if he's already there, then what are we going to do? Uh, up your tear. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Uh, um, what about this one from Grant? Hello to you, Grant. Thanks for getting in touch. Grant says, regarding the chat about improving penalties, mm. I truly believe that the perfect way to ensure fairness and increase the drama is to allow the goalkeeper oh. to run off his line as soon as the whistle is blown. <laughs> no more long stuttering run-ups by the taker. No need for mind games. Just the honest, compelling test of composure and will as the taker tries to put one past six and a half feet of imminent frothing belligerence. <laughs> I'm all for this. No, yeah, I like it. It wouldn't work because it would mean that the, the taker would have to then kind of sort of gamble as to when the referee would blow his whistle because normally the, the, the taker will um, take a run-up yeah. Or take you know however many steps back, then the refs whistle, and then the taker goes and shoots. So the taker would think, "I've got to start running before the referee no, blows it," because then it just becomes it'll just become a fifty-fifty. No, you do the Beppe Signore, where you don't even have a run-up. Right, you've already addressed the ball. You have got your non non-striking <clears throat> foot alongside the ball, like Beppe used to do back in the day in Serie A. Yeah. And as soon as the whistle's blown, you stick it in. The keeper's got no chance. Yeah, but then we miss out on the Jorginho little hop. Oh, we've we? all had enough Jorginho. <laughs> Give a shit about that. But you, you could, you could do enough. it in the way that they do. Um, apologies for mentioning rugby on this, but you know, in, in rugby, when they take like a conversion Always or a penalty, talking about they'll rugby. leg it out, don't they? Yeah, so the, the, it starts from when the kicker starts his run up. Yeah. yeah. That's so, why the, yeah, that's why the kicker takes the ball for the back. No, yeah, it does. Yeah, no, it does. Sometimes it does. No, it does. Yeah, because they know the rule, don't they? So they try and avoid it. Crucially, it's a different sport. Very yes. different. That's what, that's what yeah. we learned here. There we are. Really polite to referees. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, they call them sir. Yeah, Good guys. yeah. And uh, they drink. They call, their own him, they call him sir. <laughs> <laughs> you never see a rugby player misbehave. No, I'm telling you that now. No, absolutely no. not. God. Absolutely not. Yeah. Right. Oh, and while we're in the correspondence, they drink their own piss. I know it's shocking. While we're on the correspondence section, a lot of people obviously tweeted me because there was an error in Marcus's well, that's game. What happens when I'm not on, it's not on my uh, And don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, I've been punished. I'm taken off Friday. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. I don't have. You, fish, you, fish, you fish. Need your One week suspension. I've got a one-week suspension for it. Um, you know, I could blame somebody else, but I won't because I'm no. a big man. Yeah, and, but even uh, saying that shows that you're not a big man. <laughs> yeah, no, it yeah. was my fault. Thank and, you. Uh, apologies for that. And also, we have to apologise because the Brassel estate has been on my back. Yeah, and they said only an apology and and and, a, and a, a, an editing of the final score because it was four-one. Of course, it was five-nil to Andy yeah. Brassel. Um, that should stop me and us getting sued. I was about to say that um, without that error, Jim might have won. No, nah, certainly not. <laughs> no. 
certainly not. So uh, it's like so it's basically are. like calling an offside problem in a in a six one consolation goal, mm. isn't it? It is. Yeah, it really is. So there we are. Uh, thank you very much for everybody getting in touch. Show at footballramble.com. and that of course is an. Mail address. <laughs> right. Uh, back to the Premier League. Manchester United 1, Crystal Palace 0. The new regime is up and running, uh, Vitouche. And, Man uh, United like it, man. Oh, uh, Man United are back. And it's Fred who got the goal. Now, there's some historical tweets of yours that slagged off Fred. Are you going to apologise for them? No, I, 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 I stand by them. <laughs> But what? But what? The historical tea that I myself dig out in a bit to cancel myself. Yeah, you often retreat your historical <laughs> yeah, do, tweets, yeah. which will catch up with you at um, one point. Just a, a confident Fred is both a blessing and a curse. And, and, there, and there was the blessing. Yeah, yeah. there was the blessing. Mm. Yeah, and it's not the first time he's taken shots from thirty yards with his weaker foot. Mm. It, it is the first time it has come off, though. Yes. Yeah. So that was very well, good. his foot came off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it was bound, it was bound to happen. I did quite like um, Ralph Rangnick's uh, quote when he said, Man United were better than I expected. See, I like that. <laughs> I, I really, really like that. Yeah. Because part of getting this guy in, and, and certainly the remit he has, is to stop this, you know, over-centralising, there's probably a better word for that, but the, essentially the glorifying the Man United of old yeah. and, and having that as something that can be replicated now. Yes. And so I quite like the fact that immediately he's come in and thought, God, you're not as bad as I thought you were. Mm. Yeah. And just straight away, just a proper <clears throat> neg of an institution, an institution that needed to, to be rejoin re- reality somewhat. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I love the idea of a, um, a sitcom, Fred and Ralph. <laughs> I think it'd be amazing. Mm, it would be good. Yeah. Um, Fred, what, just... Press it, pressing I, I, everything. I kind buttons. of yeah. I kind of feel like it would. The, the premise would be that Ralph would give really sober, clear instructions, mm-hmm. and Fred would misinterpret them, and yes. hilarity would ensue. Yeah, yeah true enough. I, I I found the more I sort of read about this appointment with Ralph Rangnick, and then the more I think about it, it is actually quite. Uh, Michael Cox wrote about this in the Athletic as well. It's quite. A, a bizarre appointment in some regards because he really hasn't managed at this level. Like this is, I think no. the way sometimes that it's been spoken about, and, and myself included. You know, when we use these grand statements like the sort of the Godfather of modern German football and all this kind of stuff, and I, I think that's largely true. He hasn't managed a real, really top ten. He hasn't managed a club like Manchester United before, and I think he's almost treated like a kind of Carlo Ancelotti figure. But of course, Ancelotti has it's very yeah. different. Uh, but Ancelotti wouldn't be bringing in sort of different philosophies and trying to sort of mould a side necessarily. But that older sort of stewardship. Now he's he's clearly you know got pedigree, and I think it's a good uh, appointment nonetheless. But I do wonder if he or they talked him into managing the team for this interim bit. Because did he sort of think, yeah, I'll come in. He's a sporting director. He's only managed what two in the last ten seasons. Something I think that's. He's only, I think he's only ever won the German second division as well. Yeah, maybe the Inter Toto Cup. So, so did he sort of think, I'll come in as sporting director? And did he think, do you know what? I fancy it in the dugout yeah. for a bit. <laughs> yeah. I've never done this. He's sixty-three years old. Have you seen a... that bracelet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's quite. And crucially, is anyone told him that Fred doesn't always do? That? <laughs> <laughs> because I think that's probably page no, but one I think today. He said that. Even he said. Yeah, shooting there from his weaker foot. Even he gets the whole sort of Fred yeah. thing. So I just, I just wonder. He's at sixty-three. He's not really got anything to prove to anybody, especially his body of work that he's done. Is he just sort of thinking to himself, "Yeah, bollocks! Why not? I'll but have a go. This has got a new fun experience for me." On that, um, before I make the point, I want to make. You're um, never too old to manage Manchester United for the first time. 
<laughs> well, so it appears not. Is, is he still planning on going upstairs after the six months? Is that, yeah, is that, that, that's, that's all what, part of the deal. Unless was, it goes really well. well yeah. there, there was, he said yeah. that, didn't he? I think you addressed it last week on, mm, on Friday yeah. show. Where he was like, yeah. you know, Brassel said it was like the domino thing of, mm. yeah, I'll, I'll see what needs to be done. And if I'm the right man for the job, I'll say <laughs> yeah, If I decided it's me, yeah. 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 Like some kind of dictator. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was just going to say, one thing that I found a little bit bizarre is the like a lot of the coverage around this Ranjik thing being where he's only coming in for six or seven months. And you know the, the the plan is to bring in another manager after that. Mm-hmm. A lot of ex pros, which I think's been, it's been a little bit distasteful, have been like, oh well, you know, the players aren't going to try then because they know that the player, the manager's only going to be here for six months. Kind of thing. He's not going to be the coach. Teddy Sheringham said it. Really? One or two other Man United players. Like, yeah, I heard it on the radio. It's like, is is that really an accurate thing to say? Ultimately, it's not, is it? Because they're all playing for their own reasons. They're all yeah. playing for their own careers. They're playing for Man United. There's lots of different factors here. And Randy's staying at the club, and he's staying at the club anyway. Exactly. Turn to the game itself, though, I would just like to reiterate what I said earlier, which is that I felt that although May and I were good for 45 minutes, like Palace, I, given what Palace have been able to achieve so far this season, I was mm-hmm. really disappointed in them. Yeah. I was really disappointed they didn't really go I, for it. I missed a chance. Yeah, he did, he did yeah. miss a chance. And there was no one gambling at the back post yeah. on that chance either. It just felt like, and Briera said it himself, you could see he was, see he was really frustrated. You could mm-hmm. see that he felt like he'd built a lot at Palace since he's been there he's mm. done all that stuff we've talked about changed the mentality all the rest of it and I felt like he he didn't say this but it looked to me and it sounded to me like he was like shit yeah we have still got a little bit of way to go in yeah. terms of mentality because he was a top player he yeah, was yeah. used to dominating big games and yeah. really thinking any game he played and he could win mm-hmm. and I don't know if Palace genuinely felt like they could win that game and it, and and it was, was there. It was there for the taking yeah, yeah, yeah. because may not look very leggy. And I know Vish agrees, but they look very leggy to me towards the end. But he knows that Vieira. He thinks he win there. It's still Old Trafford. It's still all those sort of things. What a marquee result, and it gives them so much more confidence. Whereas if uh, yeah. you don't, if you lose that game, you think ah, well, there's the glass ceiling. Sort of I was thing. also disappointed with Zaha. I'll tell you why. A couple of reasons. One, because you think the obvious thing. He's going back to a club that didn't work out for him. Mm-hmm. And you think he'd be motivated too. Played, started off the left of a front three, playing up against Dallow, mm. who hardly plays, and Lindelof, who's got obvious weaknesses in his game. That's tailor made for Zaha. Yeah, you know, that would have been a lot of recently, then. Yeah, he has, but but you know, haven't kept a clean sheet at home all season. Yeah, but when they when they deploy a four-two-two-two, I mean, who, <laughs> oh, can, who people can, lost who their can, shit about who can that, defend against they? that? We've not seen yeah. the likes of this before, yeah. other than the other times that we have seen it. Mm. Yeah, it means like Southampton play it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Why do people get really into it? I don't know. I think it's just the the fact that it's part of the Manchester United thing of of not necessarily being previously being open to to new ideas and and having to do things a bit differently. But do you not think it's Rangnick coming in and this this oh who's this guy? We yeah, don't whatever really know much he, about whatever him. he did. Yeah, he, and he, apparently they like to press. But it's I think you know when you get um and and this is something that I'm definitely guilty of. But you know sometimes you read an article and I've written a few of them where you're not entirely sure what is useful information and what is the right yeah, 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 or, or what yeah, yeah. is the writer just showing out he knows this piece of information sure. which is yeah. utterly irrelevant um, and because a lot of stuff has been written about Ralph Rangnick there are these little bits coming through so then when, when there is something meaningful mm. and something that you could see and something as as different as a for United playing this four two two two, then yeah people are gonna people are gonna jump on it. And it'll be you know you'll you'll be you'll see it kind of being thrown around over the next Seven to six slash two years, yeah. <laughs> six but, months to two years. But, but. The, the problem is, Avish, it's, it's a May United thing overall because I can remember not that long ago when Solskjaer moved to Fritter back, everyone's talking about it. Yeah. It's May United, right? Everything they do is it gets some kind yeah, of coverage. Of course. But it just did seem particularly over the top, even for them, this this um this coverage. I think the um the, the thing you mentioned about Zaha is absolutely spot on as well. And I wonder 
if it's linked to the loss of Joachim Anderson, because mm. the few times that I've covered Palace this season, he would kind of rake these balls over to him from centre-back. I don't know if he did it as much for, for Fulham, but certainly mm. they had a bit of a connection there. And weirdly, like James MacArthur, who had a bit of a, who's, you know, enjoying a bit of a renaissance under Vieira, they're losing him. They seem to have lost a bit of that structure in midfield. Obviously, mm-hmm. Conor Gallagher's taken the plaudits because he's, he's had a brilliant season. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they do seem in a bit, a bit of a weird place. Because I think, you, you know, your accusation or certainly your um, comment on, on how Palace were quite disappointing, a bit underwhelming, I think you could apply that to their two previous games because they've lost three on the bounce now, haven't they? Mm. And it's just all that momentum that just having seemed, have, it's having seemed to mm-hmm. be pushing forward in, in quite a meaningful way. Yeah, they feel like they've lost them. Um, yeah. I think the, Le- the Leeds game was particularly disappointing. I think the Villa are a little bit unlucky because they came in at that time and Gerrard's just come in there and energised yeah, them. Yeah. I think, I think was that would have been one, was it Gerrard's first game? Brighton was Gerrard's first okay, game. Okay, so it's definitely yeah. still he, he was in charge then, there, wasn't he, yeah. Gerard? So I was like a bit unlucky in terms of timing, but yeah. I mean, that can happen. For, for it's, like a natural, it's a natural. But you just want to make sure yeah. that you curb it there, and you don't go on a sort of a few months without any sort of I big st- results. I still think they're they're still some distance away from having to parachute Roy back in for the last few months of the season. <laughs> so <laughs> relegation, so it'd be fine. Yeah, well, you know, I I, I do agree with you. There, Imagine his hip. Yeah, I know. And jumping out of a parachute. <laughs> I don't mean, they don't literally parachute him in, Vish. From the plane going yeah. above Newcastle, playing, sorry, lads, it, lost again. I think he'd be all right. I think <laughs> he would sort of swoop down, wouldn't he? And owl like But uh, pick, pick a player up on his tongue on. <laughs> <laughs> There's your sporting director. Yeah. Uh, but, so... <laughs> oh, dear. He could pick up Eddie Howe, couldn't he? He yeah. could pick up Eddie Howe. Yeah. Speaking of uh, questionable things, did you see that Donny van der Beek was voted player of the match on the BBC Sport website? Came on in the 86th minute. Just some lulls. Just a few lulls. Yeah, it's just... disrespectful to a pro, isn't it? it is. <laughs> disrespectful to a pro. It's, it's He's trying part, his best. It's part of the, um, you know, certainly at the end of Solskjaer's tenure, there were more songs about Donny van der Beek and mm. he's almost become this, this yes. mythical figure. Uh-huh. Almost. Probably like... Absolutely not what he but would of all want. The games, he wouldn't want to be like a, a figure of ridicule. But or, of all the games banter. that Fred could have, uh, yeah. that Fred could have been man of the match for, is taken away from him. Yeah, I but, mean, but only, from, <laughs> only, from, only from the BBC's yeah, but, perspective. From, from, from Donny we van should de- defund the BBC. Really. Oh, <laughs> here he goes. <laughs> from Donny van der Beek's point of view, he's probably thinking new manager, fresh new start. Oh mm-hmm. no, I'm still coming on the 86 minute yeah. at home to oh, Crystal Palace. How about that? But it, do you know what? It was genuinely lovely to see Fred so happy. Yeah, yeah, he did a little dance as he's, well. Uh, he's quite unaware of what people like you tweet about, I think. Well, yeah. I, I'd like to think so. He's got better things to do than worrying about some, Not some little mo- are. no mark in North West London. No, I, think concern, I think he concerns himself in, with the opinions of real journalists. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to uh, improve his game. Oh, yeah. dear. Uh, but it was, it, he was absolutely delighted, and so he should be. Um, everybody. Oh, mm. uh, did you see this? Talking of celebrations in the uh, in the um, was it in the FA Cup or was it no? Was it, uh, it was Chesterfield? Second round of the FA Cup. Second round of the FA Cup. Yeah, Chesterfield. Yeah. yeah. Mark their opening goal against Salford, um, who of course co-owned by Paul Scholes with the, a, a toe-sucking celebration <laughs> in homage yeah. to the. Uh, well, I haven't seen this. Has someone actually put a football boot in right in their mouth? I don't think they put it right in there. I think they took <laughs> the boot weird, off, removed, the, that removed you... the sock. Yeah, because the, <laughs> the thing about this is right. This is the reason I'm asking the question. Yeah. is because I understand that you know there can be a quite a good amount of social commentary when it comes to celebrations. I get it. It's oh, quite yeah. an interesting part of football. Little dig at the this owner. Is, this is quite a small story mm. that happened quite a long time ago, and I don't know if anyone in the ground at the time would have known what was happening. Yeah, yeah. no, I think it wasn't that long ago. It's not that big a deal, is it? In, in, yeah. in terms of Paul Skull's news, this was massive. 
<laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> Sorry. In terms of Paul's costumes, this was massive. Yeah. <laughs> what you say is Paul's done nothing interesting since. He's, he's not Fine. one to make headlines or even sub-headlines, is he? No, but Off it still pitch. happened quite a long time ago. So it's not it's like, obviously the body. It was only a couple of months ago, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's... I mean, I'm with Luke. I can understand why I pass people by. Well, he didn't pass them by. Mm. They're into the third round, much like Harrogate. Imagine if oh, you're, fuck imagine off. If you're, imagine <laughs> if you're Paul Scholes a, watching a, that. Yeah, we're having to do get Pompey now, if you want. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Poor old Pompey. And I'm really Play sad. Play down Pompey, more I, like. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually quite sad because the third round of the FA Cup is your favourite footballing weekend in yeah, the calendar. Is. And Paul Scholes are not going to be involved. They're not, no. We're happy to, uh, to um, assist... Harrogate Town in their first ever appearance in that round of the competition. Yeah. Does gonna... that mean your players can just go about with their, they can still be postmen on the round of, they don't have to take time Very off? Outrage. Very good. These are professional boys. You're Supporting the about, local yeah. club. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. it's just, so what, what Portsmouth basically did for those who are genuinely interested, which there, I'm sure there are a handful of you, couple, um, is they rested players because they, they, they're really desperate to get out of League One. Yeah. And they thought they'd win. And I, I actually thought that the fans' reaction I've, that I've seen was a lot milder than I was expecting because Portsmouth have been on a good run, they've been mm-hmm. playing well. They are, like I said, they're desperate to get out of League One. The reason I thought it was milder than perhaps I expected is because Portsmouth's reputation kind of, and, and, and record in the FA Cup was pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. the last 15 years, they've been to two finals, they've won it once, you know, they've yeah. done okay, they've had some good results. And I don't know if I want, even even the club of size of Portsmouth, which I appreciate isn't the biggest club in the world, I don't know if I want to be the type of team that's happy with respect to Harrogate, losing at home to Harrogate. I mean, Portsmouth should be a proud club. They should be looking to win every game. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was a little bit underwhelming. And they, they can see that, I think that the winner was very, very late as well. Time, particularly deflating late winner. So, yeah, not not ideal. And although we've been on the good run, we've had some fucking poor results already this season. So, yeah, not not ideal. Great for Harrogate, though. Very, listen, it is great for them. You can get behind them in the third round. Great story. Hopefully they get a big side, a bit of money. Yeah, Good for them. Another giant I mean, killing, maybe? Yeah, maybe. That'd be great. Another giant killing. It's respectful. Thank there you very you much. <laughs> Take a note of, out of his book, Vish. There we are. Uh, back to the Premier League, though. Uh, Wolves nil, Liverpool 1. Uh, Divock Origi. Origi? Origi, rather. Is that Italian? <laughs> he, uh, he came on as a sub, obviously, and scored in the 94th minute. His 10th goal from the bench in the Premier League alone. The most of any Liverpool player ever in the Premier League we should add to that Jurgen Klopp said he's one of the best finishers I've ever seen in my life I hope he one day finds a manager who plays him more than me what's he going to do with that information it's, so, it's, is... a, it's, a, you know, it's a great compliment but also like okay okay, but you don't rate me that much then so there are other things I do that you think are not yeah. up to scratch I, 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 it's so odd the sort of chat around Arika at the moment it's sort of lovely in one sense and yet it's quite baffling in another because I mean you know he has scored you know big goals in big games obviously the Champions League semi-final where they were under strength and he started against Barcelona in that incredible and scored in the final as well, didn't he? And scored in the final as well. You know, so so you know he's got a bit of quality. But clearly he's not going to start for, for Liverpool. Clearly he's fairly content with this. Yeah. It's an odd situation that you don't really see I, that I, much uh, in football. I particularly liked Adam Crafton of the Athletics tweet where he said, careful what you wish for, Liverpool fans. A few more last-minute winners and Origi might end up managing you in 15 years' time. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. He knows but the club. I, I know what you mean. It is, it is a bit... Um, it's a bit odd. I mean, if it works, you can't really you can't really have a go at Origi and say, "Well, you should be playing more football." Come on, mate, go somewhere. If he's if he's happy doing that, he knows he makes 
vital contributions every now and then. In, in, enjoys it. He's at a huge club. He he likes the the vibe at Liverpool. Obviously, it must be great working under Jurgen Klopp if he if he says those lovely things about you. Um, and and also with with the African Cup of Nations, every couple of years he knows you get a few yeah. <laughs> run out yeah. in January or whenever it is. I mean, is that mm. enough to to satisfy most strikers? Clearly not, but. There, think, he's I got think, his medals. He's he, he's he's had a he's had a respectable career, and he's got the love of his fellow players and and fans. And and you know when 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 really good players get towards the end of their career, and some of them step down levels, and some of them just don't bother. Some mm. are like, no, I don't want to do that. I, I, I don't want to play somewhere else. I don't want to. I don't. And Regan may feel like I don't want to lead the line. Yeah, at an average or you know a, a poor team because. Yeah, I'd rather be surrounded by the best players. This is a great story here. You know, I've, mm. I've made vital contributions, as you said. He's at a club that's winning trophies. Yeah. And it's and this is, you know, you don't say this lightly because of the size of the club Liverpool have, have, are and the history they've got. This is one of the one of the golden eras they've experienced as a club. Yeah, and the league yeah. is part of that. And it's, and, it's, and it's a small part, perhaps. It's certainly not the lead, the lead actor role, mm-hmm. but it's not a cameo. It's Maybe it is a cameo, but it's a good but cameo. He's written himself it's a Bill history. Murray. It's a Bill uh, Murray cameo. Yeah, yeah a Bill Murray latter day Bill You remember Murray. it. You remember it. You do remember it because, as you say, you have those sort of handful of moments or a few moments mm. that we've we've said. But you're right. When, you, when you're playing at a big club like Liverpool, you get assists like the assist he got from Mo Salah. You're not yeah. going to get that in too no. many other places. That's, that's such a good way of putting it, yeah. And you also, you talked about his Champions League got, uh, final goal, right? You also look at this game, right? Look at it, mm-hmm. what this could mean mm-hmm. in the context of the season. So Wolves have a really good rearguard action. Liverpool look like they're going to do everything but score. They dominate positions. You expect they have more shots. They have that Diogo Jota chance that we talked about. He should have scored, didn't. And then very late on, Origi scores. Mm. What will that three points mean in the Premier League? That might mean they win the league. Yeah. That's massive. Yeah. Even even on the even on the day you had the context of it because Chelsea, Chelsea had lost slipped a few up. hours. Over. And Man City were so good. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, quite. Yeah. Well, it, 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 I mean, when Liverpool play like that, I mean, yeah, Jota should score, shouldn't he? Obviously, just thought, right, I've, I've just got to hit this as hard as I can. Cody wore that so well. Oh yeah, that. yeah, yeah. He did, he did. But but when Liverpool, you know, we saw this when they win won the league. It reminded me of that win at Aston Villa where they got that last minute goal. Was it Andy Robertson scored late on? And uh, and you just thought, yeah, they are. They're looking the part, aren't they? They've, they've got the bit between three the clubs are looking the part this season. It's exciting, yeah. very much so. Yeah, that Mo Salah touch, In, yeah, oh. so good. You know, we were talking the other day maybe when, he, last when week. he's not scoring, he does things like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, we were talking last week about the conversation that's now being had about whether Bernardo Silva has a right to be the or, or should be regarded mm-hmm. as the best player in the Premier League, and Salah would be the the main rival to that, yeah. if not the one who actually is. It's, it's got to be Salah, sure. Yeah, but then you know Bernardo Silva scores a couple of mm. buttes that Salah would be proud of, and then Salah does that, which was, yes. you know had Bernardo Silva's prints. Well, Bernardo over. Silva's goal it was Harvey Barnes esque, I would say. <laughs> it was a which bit, itself yes. was Thierry Henry. Oh, well, there yeah. we go, and we yeah. go back and back yeah. to what, Zico. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe even further. Um, see, Mo Salah's former club Roma. It's all falling apart. Let's have a little Jose Mourinho update, shall we? <laughs> Let's just uh, sandwich that one in there. Um, they lost 3-0 at home uh, to uh, Mourinho's former club, Inter, uh, on Saturday. And uh, I, uh, I thought Jose was rejuvenated. We said, didn't he? And it's the same pattern. When he first joined Roma, it was always up to his old tricks. They're going well. And it does fall apart. You, we used to talk about the third season, then it was the second season. That was like the third month or something. <laughs> After the game, he refused to answer any questions and instead opened his press conference by saying to a reporter, your job is a lot easier than ours, which is why we earn a lot more than you. Do you, do you, do you like that? It's a great line. What a fanny. It's probably true. Yeah. Do you, do, do you, do you, it's, like, it's true, isn't it, Vish? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but do you like that more than the, if I speak, I'm in trouble? 
No, I think uh, yeah, now, now he's speaking. Trouble. Now he's speaking. Now he's he's ruined that because the idea was that, but he's he's um he understands the line and, and I suppose you know that the power was in what wasn't being said. Now if you actually go out and say it, you're yeah. just a dick, aren't you? No, yeah. I particularly feel for for Roma fans chiefly because they started pretty well under Mourinho. I know that's and what now I mean. they are dropping like a stone, like like an absolute stone. Well, they're down just, to seventh or something now. Oh, my, I just, where does he go next? That's the point. He'll definitely get another job. But of course, you know where he's going next? Lazio. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The absolute (laughs) fuck you. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah, that's. I don't know, though. Smokey Morris is still up there. Smokey Morris. Smokey Morris. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been the Derby. No, I think. uh, Oh, Jose, Jose, Jose. The the thing is, he makes it worse. He compounds it by saying that shit. I know he does. I know he doesn't care. But but to be beaten 3 0, like. You know, some managers that we, you know, we talk about the old school sort of British manager. Wherever Hodgson went, wherever Pulis went, wherever you know, one of these sorts of types of characters, Allardyce, they have their imprint. You know, they've always known how to organise a defence. Like I'm telling you now, Roy Hodgson, if he was in charge at Roma, wouldn't be losing that game three 0 Here we go. <laughs> right, get <laughs> him back go. in there. Well, people have said the manner of it was say poor. back in there. Get him in there. The manner of it was poor. But what I mean by the fact that Mourinho compounds it is that they've lost. Okay, they've lost three 0 at home. But they've lost to Inter, who won the league last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. They're still going for the league now. Mm. They're in brilliant form. They're one point off the but top. It's, but, it's and, the, and, but it's the manner. I understand that. But there's sloppy results in Europe to far inferior sides. What I'm saying is when I make those points about Hodgson and all these sort of slightly silly points is they have their style and they would implement that to varying degrees wherever they go. Mourinho's style, he could implement that at top sides and it would get it would win trophies in you know years ago now. How is his style of play, making the defence tight, making them hard to beat, all that kind of stuff, how has that just gone to absolute curtains? Well, I just, I just, I don't at think, the moment, I they, don't they're think... obviously not listening to him. They're not, they're not paying any attention. But I don't think he is that kind of manager anymore. I don't think he's really got any kind of style anymore. Jose Mourinho's whole thing now is just him. Just, he's just a personality. <laughs> and my point isn't that he's not crap. My point is that there are ways of navigating that press conference. Mm that could have been better. Mm-hmm. The same when they lost 6-0 to Bodo Glimt, he came out and said, I've only got three good players. Yeah. And he almost yeah, he, basically, he basically said that the rest of them are a load of old shit. Yeah. <laughs> not, most managers don't do that. But that's why they're not listening to him, because his... his, his yeah, because his... if, you, if you kept listening to him, you'd hate yourself. Yeah, wouldn't you? know, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but that's what I mean. So all his... What we know about Mourinho, you know, happy not in possession, but then pouncing when, when the other team make a mistake and so on. The players, they're not taking on board anything he's saying, clearly. And and he will be out of a job soon if this doesn't change. But, and but I can't see it changing. You're, you're, that's right. And they'll need Hodgson in to stay for the season. But I, you I can't think... have Hodgson in the same city as the Lazio Eagle, though, can you? Yeah. But I, I don't think... I, I think I, can, I personally feel that misunderstands why he was hired. He was hired because the people making decisions at Rome aren't doing their job properly. Yeah, why? <laughs> because they're saying, it's Joseph Marini, so we'll just hire him. Yeah. They haven't gone, OK, well, it's been diminishing returns for years and mm. he's largely a busted flush and a bit of a parody of himself now mm. and look what happened at his last couple of jobs mm. they're not saying that yeah uh, gentlemen let's finish uh, the uh, show with some women's FA Cup final chat Arsenal nil Chelsea 3 Chelsea completed their first ever domestic treble as they beat Arsenal in the 2021 women's FA Cup final it was delayed because of Covid uh, of course which is why you know, it it's not a Scottish Cup uh, type of uh, it's vibe. not a Scottish no. League Cup no that was last month wasn't yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Sunday uh, yesterday was chosen to mark the 100th anniversary of the FA banning women's football which it's quite a nice touch Vish yeah yeah absolutely I think it was the right thing to do I think it's easy to say that you know women's football is going through this incredible moment 
right now and ignore history and, and I suppose the FA and how and the part they played in in fucking it up for all these years. Yeah. And I think you have to accept that part of history to, to move forward. And and, and, and it's an extraordinary them. sort of uh, well, and very regretful or, or regrettable, sorry, um, moment in history because you would think in in the early nineteen twenties, very different time in in this country. You think people may be a bit more prudish. You know, women play football. You can't play. Tens of thousands of people go and watch women play football. Yeah, back yeah. in those days, very very different. You know, look at the history books. That is the reason why women's football has not. Um, had the coverage, it's not had the um, supportership, and so on. We're seeing it kind of be rejuvenated now, way l- long overdue, of course. Yeah, but it is that ban was so damning, as of and course a, it would be. Yeah, and a lot of the attitudes that purvey that people purvey to women's football now is, is a result of of that ban, really. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Like the the there seemed like a really good atmosphere around the game yesterday, and I suppose you know it was a few people were talking about it. i know you know the girls are going to talk about it on upfront on uh, tuesday but there was a real sense that like finally it's getting back to to what it was who knows what it could have been without the ban but um i suppose the only disappointment was that arsenal didn't really show up yeah and before the game jonas uh, edival said that uh, he was suspicious about black cats if emma hayes sees us arrive she will probably buy a thousand cats with all the money they have at chelsea and try to send them all over our road. It's rubbish, isn't it? It's a rubbish <laughs> line. It really is piss poor, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, which is quite enjoyable when Emma Hayes said she was purring. Yeah. Um, you like cats? I do, yeah. I like all animals. I like all of God's creatures, Vish. Yeah, yeah. but not all of them. You do have got a bit it, always, time. Always, it always makes me wonder when people say, they point out that you like a particular animal. Like, for me, the, de- the default position would be you should really like all animals because... Snakes? No, but you can be indifferent to Important. animals. What about in... a really vindictive snake? <laughs> some people have the luxury of being indifferent to animals, but some also understand they're a really important part of all our ecosystems. Because black cats... With the exception of wasps. No, no, no. But what... Wasps are bastards. What, yeah, about, okay. what about a vindictive snake? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a particular well, snake. It wouldn't be the species. No. Yeah, but, but obviously, as of hopefully someone with a kind of adult understanding of how the world works, mm. if a snake was possi- able to be vindictive, and it bit me. It probably have a reason for doing that, wouldn't it? It wouldn't just do it for the sake of it. Yeah. Do you know? I I, I really I really don't like humans. Yeah. Anyway, what are you what are you going <laughs> to? No, I don't. I bloody love us. We're amazing. Because, what are you going to say, Vish? Because you know? because a lot of people have this um, attitude or suspicion of black cats. They get given away a lot, don't they? Mm. And, and so, like, if you if you do get yeah. if you do get a rescue cat, make sure it's black. There we go. There we are. You see, that's the takeaway from today, everybody. Right, you've turned that around. <laughs> Can I just say, Sam Kerr's uh, second goal wasn't it? it was absolutely unbelievable, yeah. stunning. Yeah. Brilliant. You know, you see that in the cup final was amazing. Davos Sukaresk from Euro '96. Yes. yes, it was the that height. It was oof. that. Yeah, the loft, it. the golf club loft. Yeah, delish. Uh, you can get a full breakdown of the game with upfront on Football Ramble Presents tomorrow. So get your ears around that lot. Uh, before we go, though, another little plug for you. A brand new At The Match is out today on Football Ramble Presents as well. Oh, it's all happening on Football Ramble Presents. This time, Andy travelled to the new camp for Barcelona's crunch tie against Benfica and Xavi's first European game in charge. Fascinating encounter, everybody. Um, so get involved. There was a great atmosphere that night and Andy, of course, captures it all. Get over to Football Ramble Presents uh, for that. There we are. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. Of course, on tomorrow's show, Kate, Jim, and Vish, you're back, baby. I am back for a bit of uh, for a bit of uh, Tuesday madness. Well, you get to cover <laughs> Everton's latest defeat. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> to that. There we are. All right, everybody. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you, Petushan Handaraja. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 
when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.